Welcome to Word Matters, presented by the Christian Standard Bible. Word Matters is a podcast dedicated to helping Christians understand some of the most confusing and controversial passages of the Bible. Now join the conversation with your hosts, Trevin Wax and Brandon Smith. What is John warning us about at the end of Revelation? That is a question that we'll answer on this episode of Word Matters. I'm Brandon Smith alongside Trevin Wax. And Trevin, this is the final episode of Word Matters. It the is. The final one ever. It's amazing. We've done over 50 episodes in three years. It is, but you know, all good things must come to an end. And you have uh, future uh, plans and going to be a professor at Cedarville University yep. so starting fun. this fall. So moving off our team, but onto another great team, another great place. So excited for you. Congratulations on that. Thanks. And I'll get to still work with CSB a little bit. That's absolutely right. Yes. And And, uh, well, I mean, that's what we decided. Like we have a hard time. If you haven't noticed, if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, we're sometimes infrequent. And I was like, we have a hard time. Our our offices, I literally can see Trevin at his desk from my desk. And we've had a hard time getting episodes together sometimes. So I can't imagine if we're six hours apart. They take a lot of preparation. So, I mean, a part of it is just we're running and gunning in all these different directions, and we've got a lot of things going on. Uh, they take a lot of preparation, but then they also, uh, we've got to get recording schedule yep. together where we can record with scholars or, you know, go through these. And so that's that that takes some time as well. And then, uh, you know, we also have a work from anywhere mentality and, and, and environment here at Lifeway. And so sometimes, even though we can see each other's offices, it doesn't mean we're actually both in at yeah, the same time. It's very rare that I actually see you at that right. desk or vice versa. And and then if we would be in, does that mean the podcast studio would be open? And right. I mean, there's all sorts of other things. But yeah. I see the show notes say here, it was an honor being in your presence. I love you, Brandon. Yeah, I wrote that just for you. Yeah, I was hoping I, you'd say it. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> I, I said it. So um, yeah, if anyone wants it. anything entertaining, they should look at our show notes and see some of the uh, um, things that, as we prepare these, we we put on here to yeah. each other. So. We don't usually read them out loud, but I appreciate that. That's one. right. That's right. Okay, so it's fitting that we're going to end this podcast with basically some of the final words of Revelation in Revelation twenty two eighteen. Good call. So I'm going to read Revelation twenty two eighteen in the CSB, and we'll get going on this. So I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of this book of this prophecy, God will take away his share of the tree of life in the holy city, which are written about in this book. So there's really only two. You actually read verse 18 and 19. I did read 19, right. Yeah. yeah. So there are really two major views to discuss today. Okay. But I want to note the Mormon's view on this because we like to, if if there's a Mormon Jehovah's Witness view of this. Our first episode started with that. Do you remember? No, on the baptism of the dead. Oh, that's right. So bringing it full circle. Look at that. I didn't even mean to do that. Back to the Mormons. All right, so Mormon view. Let's go ahead and and knock this one out real quick because it's just interesting to me. Uh, So the Mormon view is that this adding and take away of the words of prophecy has already actually happened because Mormons believe that in some sense, the Old and New Testament were corrupted and needed restoration. And so Mormons would say that, in fact, someone did add or take away from the words of prophecy, whether it's in the Bible or in Revelation, and have already suffered the plagues that John promised. And so this is one major reason why Joseph Smith was led by God to find the plates and write the Book of Mormon to correct the things that ended up being added and taken away. It's interesting. Muslims don't have a their view is not far off on that either, as far as the Old and New Testament. What is it? They've been the Muslims believe that it's that it's been corrupted and that the Quran is is the final and and perfect word. Um, Okay, other views on this. The other other two views are pretty simple. Uh, First view is John talking about the entire Bible when he said this, or is he? 
focusing just on the book of Revelation. Yeah, so, so taking away, adding the words of this book, the plagues are coming for you. What book is he talking about? Yes, so Brandon, why don't you go first? Yeah, so I uh, I take the position that John's only talking about the book of Revelation, although I think it's relatively common that people think it's the other view. about It's about the whole Bible because this is the last handful of words in the entire Bible, and so don't take or add away from that book. Uh, but here's, here's what I'd say. From the text, there's a few things we can know because what we got to be careful of is psychoanalyzing biblical authors and trying to get in their heads and try to figure out what they were thinking, try to figure out what point they were making. We can get that. We can get that at some level, but we can't get too far with that. So I don't want to go as far as saying John knew that he was writing the last book of the Bible. And that he would be referring to right. all of scripture yes. when he would say this. Uh, yeah. Because that's likely not the case, although there's been some pretty good cases that have been made um, by Matt Emerson and others who have said it's at least possible that he realized he was writing the last book of the Bible. Okay, so so let's look at the text here and just think of a few things from the text. First, he quotes the Old Testament prophets. And in Revelation, John clearly sees himself as a, an extension of the Old Testament prophets. All he does throughout the whole book of Revelation basically is quote the prophets. That's all he's doing, using images and quotes and allusions. Okay, so he's quoting these words. And so it seems like he's talking about his prophecy in the same way that others have talked about that as well. Uh, so John is fully aware of the Old Testament. He sees himself as writing a fulfillment of all these prophecies in Daniel and Ezekiel and Isaiah and all over the place. So there may be a sense in which he sees himself writing kind of the climax of biblical history or God's final word to the church. So maybe he would be talking about the scriptures there. But I think it's a stretch to assume that he was thinking about some sort of fully formed 66 book biblical canon when he wrote this. Um, more likely what he's saying is, just like the other prophets have told you, this is in Deuteronomy 4 and 12. You know, don't make changes to this prophecy. Don't add or take away. This is, the God, this is God's word. This is the word from the Lord. I think he's thinking the same thing here. He's just repeating what the other prophets have said. But clearly he thinks, clearly he knows that he is writing a prophecy that is fulfilling all of those things and that Jesus is fulfilling all these prophecies because he makes that pretty clear in the text throughout. So instead of trying to get too far in his head, I want to look at the text and think about what he's doing there. And I think in the text, he's just talking like the other prophets about, hey, this prophecy is from the Lord. Take it seriously. Don't add or take away from it. Okay, so my view is the same as, as yours on this. I think that John, John, his original intent as he's writing this is he's focused only on Revelation. He's not focused on the whole Bible. This is one of those classic examples of right doctrine, wrong text mm -hmm. uh, that you you sometimes have where people will quote this saying we need to be really careful with the Bible that we don't add or take away from it. Um, and I, I agree with that. And I think you, I mean, we know all scripture is inspired. All scripture is inspired. Right, breathed out by God, Paul says, or Jesus, as he says, you know, heaven and earth will pass away, uh, but uh, you know, not an iota, of, um, not uh, a dot from the law. Now, of course, he's focusing right there on the law, um, but you've got this very high view of Scripture and our reverence uh, for the power and authority of Scripture all throughout the Bible. I don't think you need this verse to <laughs> to come up with the 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 doctrine or the application that would say you shouldn't add or take away from Scripture. Let let me tell you where this gets. I think often trotted out, and this is with translation uh, debates over translations. Right. Um, it, a lot of people who are KJV only uh, King James um, advocates will say, which you once were. Uh, no, I, I was. I was not. You were in a actually. KJV only school, but That's you right. were in a KJV only. I was the. Only. I was the rebel, and this first got quoted to me all the time, Liberal. saying, "Hey, you know, they, the the King James version, or or all the all the new versions, take out." these parts of scripture that are there in the King James, because they were assuming the King James is the original, not knowing that actually the reason that some of these verses or some of these phrases didn't show up in the modern versions is because scribes had actually added 
these uh, over the years to the manuscripts, and the King James tradition had had leaned on those manuscripts where some phrases or verses were added. Um, and so, so I would always, you know, they would say, you're, you're calling down the curse of God because you're using a translation that cuts out these verses. And I would say, well, you're calling down the curse of God because you're using <laughs> these translations that had us added these verses in the first place, you know, but it, but actually neither one of us were actually under or calling down any curse because this verse that we were using as a weapon against each other is actually not referring to the whole Bible anyway. Yeah. It is referring to the importance of the book of prophecy in the book of Revelation. So, I like to think that like in fifth grade, you were having this debate. I like to think that this, this is something that you would have already been arguing about in like elementary it was school. Like, it was more like middle school, <laughs> uh, seventh, eighth grade. Yeah, you can just imagine. Seventh um, or eighth grade, I was listening to Corn and Limp Biscuit and watching MTV and um, Lord knows what else. Couldn't even, so. I know what MTV is and I've heard of the other two, but I couldn't even tell you one of their songs. So <laughs> well, that's why we, it was it was Point of Grace and DC Talk oh, and uh, Jars of Clay for us. Well, so, let, um, listen, my my testimony is quote unquote more interesting, but I'd rather have yours. <laughs> yeah, no, I I understand that. So uh, so anyway, my view back to where we were. My view is don't use this verse out of context. It's a real easy one to run to to say don't add or take away from all of the scriptures. But that's not what this particular verse is referring to. And so, ironically. Sometimes I think people who use this verse to apply to the whole Bible are actually demonstrating a lower view of the text by super applying it than they would be if they were to say, this text refers to this particular book, let it be what it is. Have a high enough view of scripture that even though you have a right doctrine over here, you're not going to marshal a wrong text to to, uh, uh, support or defend the doctrine you have about the importance of, of listening to all of scripture. Okay, so how do we preach or teach this? Yeah. You want to well, go first or you want me to go first? I, I mean, I, I would not preach just this verse. So I would I'd be preaching <laughs> Revelation 22, and I would include that as part of the, the warning. And I and there I, I would I would focus on the the importance of listening to the voice of God. And this is really just this is a, a these are verses about the authority of God exercised through his word. Yeah. And so I would want to stress that in my in my preaching and teaching that the reason you wouldn't add or take away is because the authority of this message is uh sufficient in and of itself. And that you want I want to leave people with a sense of the authority of of uh of, of this book of prophecy. Yeah. Yeah I would I would just add to that probably yeah I would probably reach, read this all together. But really the bigger point that John is making here is in the text where he talks about, you know, if you add or take away from this book, you're basically going to miss out on the tree of life and you're going to miss out on the holy city I just told you about, right? So I think what John, his bigger point here is, it's not literally just about making editorial changes to right, the book, right? but it's about the fact that you're not, you're taking away God's commands and you're not trusting in its promises. And if you don't understand all of his prophecy from Revelation 1 all the way through, if you don't understand the full scope of it, you're going to miss out on these promises because you're going to miss out on what God is trying to tell you. And then ultimately that hope that he's given you, if you start taking away from it, you could miss that and you're going to miss on the tree of life in the holy city, which is literally the whole point is yes. that that's where we're going and that's where God's taking us. Yeah, I think that kind of recklessness with the the promises and the uh, commands of God, a, a recklessness w- with the way we treat scripture is something that needs to be warned about. And I think... There is a broader application. I, I don't want to to overstate what I said earlier. There is a broader over, uh, application that you can make to all of Scripture. As long as we're clear, that's not John's immediate point, Yeah, that he's focusing on this particular book. All right. Well, thank you all for listening for the last three years. 
It's been awesome and uh, been fun to be at conferences and have people come up. I, me and Trevin have joked many times. Trevin worked on the Gospel Project in CSB. I've worked on CSB. We've both written stuff. And I would say that at conferences and other places we've been, I've heard more about, hey, I love Word Matters. Hey, listen to Word Matters more than I've heard anything else. And you've said the same too. Yep, it's been fun. So, all right. Thanks, Trevin, as always. And thank, thank you. you all for listening. We will see you somewhere out there. Thanks for listening. Word Matters has been presented by the Christian Standard Bible, a translation that is faithful to the original languages, but clear for today's audience. Find out more at csbible.com.